Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. And we got a lot of things to cover today. I hope everybody's doing well. Amy out of Gaithersburg, Maryland. Happy birthday, sweetie. You are now a cool 36 years of age. And if you come to Vegas, hey, what happened in Vegas? Stay in Vegas, right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, this young lady is into Formula One racing. I don't mean a race car driver or anything like that. That's one of her passions. Well, it's one of my passions, too. And so we're going to see if our passions match one day. Maybe I might challenge her to a race. No, um, but not do that. Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. I forgot. Can't do what I used to do. Now, guys, um, we got to talk about a few things here. We got a lot of things to talk about. One. Um, Got to get this off my chest now because I'm pissed off about it. Lady in Colorado, 31 years old, winds up getting pregnant by a 13-year-old. That's right, you heard me. 31, pregnant by a 13-year-old. This lady winds up being charged with only incest. She does not get jail time. They gave her a $70,000 bond last year, $7,000 to get her out. Now, she might have to register as a sex offender. Don't know yet. Some of the things are still pending. The son, the 13-year-old's biological mother, is trying to go and get some things done on her legal side. But here's the crazy part. As you know, as a young man, being that she's had this child, you have to pay child support. He will legally be bound for child support. Now, here's the problem that I have. I know you ladies love equality. You know damn well if that was a man, his ass would have been under the prison doing life sentences. If he was a 31-year-old man with a 13-year-old girl and she was pregnant, we you realize how much time they would have given him they he would have done good if he escaped a firing squad and this is what I'm saying that's a double standard they would have damned and lynched a man if not altogether and she gets to walk off and there's a possibility I think they got to have her uh, probation hearing or something like that Parole hearing or what? No, it's probation. 
never let a man walk like that. Nope. They would have never let that shit happen. And see, things like this, ladies, is what pisses men off when you talk about equality. Because we're, we're down for you for equal pay. I'm down for that. I want, I want you to get paid the same. I want you to have the same rights we have in this country. But when it comes down to something like this, this is the kind of shit we got to stop. She should get the same time as a man would. And I know some people are saying, oh, yeah, he enjoyed that. But let me tell you something. As a guy who had his first sexual experience at 15 with a 29-year-old woman, it was consensual. It was very consensual because I wanted to tear her ass up. It was no way in the world that I did not consent. But still, that woman that I was with could have gotten a lot of trouble if we got caught. Well, really, it was women because there were another one later on. So, trust me, there are some women out there just be be careful and let's work on these laws to make them more equal, okay? Let's at least do that. Alright, enough of that. I'm off my soapbox and let's get to the reality of this particular show today. A lot of you guys have written in about unemployed single mothers. You're running into a lot of them. A lot of them are moving to Canada from the United States because the benefits are a little bit better according to several of them that have uh, posted on TikTok. In fact, some of them are talking about they're getting more benefits, money, and so forth, and they're looking down upon us lowly Americans. Oh, we have better crime rate here in Canada. We don't have as much crime as you do in the United States. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You can pretty much take everybody in the whole country and put them in one town in the United States, and that would be the population. But it's kind of a good thing because everybody spread it out in Canada. They have their own way of doing things. Not a problem. I don't have an issue with it. Now, another thing that's happening is with these unemployed mothers, they can't find, they can't find child care. And this is the reason why a lot of them are looking at places like Canada, are moving out of the country. This is the reason why a lot of them are asking men now to pay for babysitters. Fellas, I'm still, my policy is still in force. Do not pay for babysitters for a woman. That is not your job. That's not in your job description. You have no reason, need, or purpose to pay for a babysitter. This is what I would do if I were you. Instead of paying for that babysitter. All right, I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this? Why don't we all go out to dinner tonight? Or... Why don't I order food for everybody tonight? I know she wants to be with you fellas. I know she wants to be by herself. But here's the thing. That's something she should have worked on before. 
That's something that she should have worked out before. She should have thought it out. She should have worked it out. See, and I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. Fuck it, I am going to say it. Some women act like we benefited from getting the pussy when they were in their prime. We didn't as men. You enjoyed that dick of another man, not us. So, being that that's the case, he enjoyed you, we didn't. And this is where a lot of men run into that issue when it comes down to being responsible for certain things in regards to your children. I'm just telling you, ladies, men won't talk to you like this. They won't tell you this, but it's the way it is. Most men will. Some men will. I'm not going to kid you. You're going to find some clones after this show trying to be like me. Just like people were trying to be like Kevin Samuels. Never fails. People go on and on and on. Now, um, as we know, you're not paying for a babysitter. If she comes to you for any kind of uh, financial arrangement, whether it is to help her pay for a private school for her kid, no matter what it is, See, you got to remember, a lot of these women who grew up in the 90s and the 80s, I mean, not the 80s, but 90s and the early 2000s, very few of them have any shame in what they ask you for. They will ask you for things. I think nothing of it. Money. And I'm not talking about after you've known them, I'm talking about first, second, third dates. Alan wrote me from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Woman asked him for $300 to help her pay her trailer rent. She has one of these uh, double wides. First date. Mad because court's got her child support situation all messed up. That's not his problem. Let's go on. Now, one thing that I want you guys to understand. A lot of women will establish standards on that first date. Let me tell you how they operate those. They may tell you during the conversation while you guys are chatting on Bumble or whatever site you're on, I only go to $300 restaurants. I only go to five-star restaurants. They may say something like that. Um, They may tell you in advance, I want three, three gifts from you this year. I want a gift from for Valentine's, my birthday, and for Christmas. Each of these gifts should not be less than $1,000. Now, what she is telling you is not her standards, it's her demands. Because, see, what she's going to do is see if you would meet them. If you were to meet these demands or exceed them, guess what's going to happen? Her baseline on gifts is going to be whatever you spent last. 
So you have to top whatever you spent on last last on her. Now, why do these women come out like this? Well, a lot of them grew up in poverty. They don't know any better. They don't have any better. They've been watching the rap videos. They've been watching all this other shit and see everybody look like they're coming up. And they want to come up too. They want to be a celebrity too. And see, it falls into the illusion. Hey, they're on TikTok. They got 12,000 likes. They may have 100,000 followers on Twitter or something like that. And they're this pseudo-celebrity. And so these pseudo-celebrities want to have pseudo-millionaire money. And so they're looking for the the six-figure man. Who's not even going to know she exists? Going to totally... You don't hang around those circles. They don't know that, but they'll figure it out sooner or later. Especially those women with children. Mm -mm. You got no time for that. They ain't going to be doing that. All right, now. Some, not all. (laughs) Just for you folks that sound that button off. Now, what happens is also... The first date is going to be the norm. That's going to be the baseline. So whatever she accepts on the first date, that's going to be as low as she will go as far as dating. So if you say, well, we're going to meet at Starbucks and we're going to have coffee. I got 40 bucks. That's the lowest she'll ever go. Most women are going to look at that and say, hell no. And the majority of women that are going to do that are going to be women that probably wouldn't be good for you anyway. That's the reason why they're telling you no. Because what they're going to eventually wind up doing is costing you more money than you probably really can afford. Because, see, what we don't talk about are those relationships that live beyond their means, the scope of their abilities to pay their own bills. Because you have some people that want to superimpose this lifestyle that they don't even have of their own that they want to exist. And some women implement that fantasy on guys when it comes down to dating. So now, her low watermark for gifts would probably be $1,000 roughly. That woman that tells you, "Uh, don't bring me a gift for less than $1,000, that's a low watermark. She wants you to, of course, succeed that. Fellas, let me tell you something. Woman come at you with something, any of these requirements or demands. Get up, ask the ballet for your ticket, get your car, drive off in the story. You don't have to deal with this shit. These are not worth it. These women are not worth it. I'm going to tell you. And here's something I'm going to tell my sisters. A lot of you black women, I'm going to be honest with you. I've dated you. I've dated women of other races. Here's why you're the most difficult to deal with a lot of times. You want to have the best to be recognized like the rest of the women in society. Even though many of those other women, they're not even asking for the best. And many of them are running rings around your ass when it comes down to education and everything else and all the other statistics. 
I'm just being honest with you. And they're asking for less of us than you are. You're sitting here asking for pie in the sky. These women are sitting here with master's degrees and so forth, wearing blue jeans, telling us it's okay. We could have coffee at Starbucks. We don't have to go out to this crazy-ass restaurant. That's the boat many of you ladies are missing that black men won't tell you. That's the boat you're missing. And telling each other, and you ladies need to quit listening to these other women. Give it up. Everything I'm telling you from a man's perspective, guess who I learned it from? I learned it from women. How you perceive us as men. Let me ask you questions, ladies. And you give me answers. Did it for years. Did it for decades. A lot of the people that was in my private uh, Facebook group. When we used to do all of the uh, questions. And they would answer them. And it wasn't yes, no. It was where they could answer with their own perceptions of things. And then it started getting old. And so we came up with the podcast not too long afterwards. Which is kind of cool. That was five years ago. So, here's the thing. The one thing I want you to get out of this, any kind of demands up front and it's your first date, and it's like a thing where you got to measure up because it feels like you got a damn economic gun to your head, that woman ain't for you. And you can always go to the store of fuck around and find out. Just tell me. More in a moment. All right, folks, let's talk about the Working Joe. There's a lot of things associated with the Working Joe that we need to look at here. What is a working Joe? Working Joe is a guy that's happy to be with a woman that's overzealous and overjoyed to be with her to a point where he's actually allowing her to exploit him, manipulate him, and use him to her benefit and her material benefit only. She's the kind of woman that would tell a guy, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, but I love what you do as long as you do things for me. She's that type of woman. Now, it takes two to play in a relationship. So, she's not the evil interloper. He has a lot to do with this, with the part that he's playing in it. And a lot of times, these guys don't realize putting these women on pedestals when they're undeserving of it actually lowers your value as well. Now, what do I mean by pedestals? Self-appropriated titles. 
I don't call women queens. I don't give a fuck who they are. Unless they are a real queen with a hierarchy and a real crown and a real castle and a real structure. Fuck all this imaginary babyhood shit. We have been living too long in the sandbox as grown-ass people. People so pathetic they call themselves queens and kings and shit when they don't have a damn pot to piss in or wonder to throw it out of and many of them are on public assistance. Get the fuck out of here with this. Makes no sense. I'm sorry folks, that, that really burns me up to hear somebody want to be called a queen and you sitting up there with a fucking EBT card in your hand. You're just like everybody else. You ain't no damn queen, you're just broke just like everybody else. Nothing's wrong with it, admit it. Alright, other things that we got to face. The working Joe is somebody that may have some kind of uh, deep-seated hatred or anger. They usually have this. Ladies, if you notice this with the guy, there'll be a lot of sarcasm, backhanded compliments. Uh, he'll be glad to have you as his girl. He's going to go through all the motions like he really wants you there, which he probably does because he doesn't think he can do any better. And he may become very obsessive when it comes to trying to you know, lose you or anything like that. He may become very obsessive about that. Watch that, please. Now, other things. He's going to be insecure, so he's going to have to work on managing his insecurity. Um, thankful for you. Yes, he will be. Obedient. Compliant. Yes, definitely. He's going to also be over-loving. In other words, really enthusiastic to please and appease you. So that means that he's already probably used to being used by women. So if you go and tell him, you know what? I'm looking at my birthday, Valentine's Day, and Christmas to get gifts not less than $3,000 each. He's the kind of fool that will meet that challenge. And he won't vet you. He will just take you at face value. That's the way these guys operate. Now, it's a special breed of cat that's in this. It's not every man or you're not gonna find too many men that are like this in the initial stages until they've been in a relationship for a while. You will usually see this if they've been in for a pretty good while and been beaten down, you're gonna see them like this. These are the men that will be sarcastic all the time. The woman will go and volunteer him for things to do that he she never consult him with. And he's got this quiet rebellion going on. And I tell ladies, watch one thing. Some of you may decide, oh, well, you know, I'm going to have him go fix my girlfriend's garage. And he, she goes and arranges it and then tells him when he gets home from work, oh, you need to go over her house because we need the garage fixed. I told her that you'd be over there. 
Now, here's the thing. He might go over there and start talking to her and telling her about how bad the relationship is because he doesn't have a word to say in it or anything else. She might be wanting to get even with your ass. And then at this point, they're in cahoots. Especially if she finds out that she never told you that that was arranged for you to go over there and fix her garage door, as an example. Because if a woman sees another woman disrespecting a man and she sees potential in him, there's a good possibility she's going to try to take it. Now, there are a couple other things here that we have to look at. We got to think about the person who yields and complies very easily. That's him. They don't want to put up a fight. They'll just go on and do whatever the wife says it needs to be done. And I'm going to tell you the way you know that you're with a manipulator, fellas. She's going to go and try to set you up for failure on a financial matter. And if she can't do it, she may comment on something. Like, for instance, you've been in a relationship a while, and you guys have a joint bank account and two separate accounts, one for you, one for her. And you put money away in your account, and now you're ready to go and buy that ski-doo, or you're ready to buy that jet ski. And all of a sudden, she sees that you're going to make this major purchase. But the way she looks at it, that's money that should be spent on me. Damn the ski-doo. And so she comes in and says, well, you know, honey, you haven't taken me out in a while. Why don't you take me out on a date? Let's go to the Bahamas. Because what she's trying to do, she's trying to keep you where she has access to you. That's in charge of you, fellas. And here's another thing, too. She doesn't like the fact that you have the ability to leave her. So, a lot of these women engage in a judiciary abuse when they're going to start abusing you financially. You get off one credit card, you get it paid off, and I'd be damned if she doesn't go out and run up another line of credit to keep you busy. She's got you juggling the ball. Meanwhile, she's building up her social network with people. She's going out there meeting other people. So when she leaves you, and if she decides to, she has better options than you will. So what happens with these types of women? They usually leave with alimony. They usually leave with child support if they have children. And they usually leave with him having to sell many of the assets they acquired together. See, fellas, don't be stupid. The reason why some of these women want you to get larger places after they meet you, even if they can't have children anymore, they're looking at something that they could acquire after you guys marry that they could split the sale on later. I'm just saying. I know it's not the most popular opinion, but 
How many of you gone into relationships thinking that things were going to be all sweet and pristine? They're not. Now, this working Joe is a guy that's going to work several jobs, maybe work overtime and everything. He's going to be expected to be paid off in life. But here's the thing. He would have come out better not dealing with the woman in the first place and instead getting his education so he could get one job that would be sufficient to pay him for the lifestyle he wanted. And then he could have done that. And the only thing you have to do is do a Google search to see what are the most in-demand and high-paying jobs in America or in the world. Simple question. That's all you have to do. And we'll give you an idea of what feels. And then you do your due diligence from there to find out which jobs would be the best one within those disciplines and those fields. And see if you have a talent or a knack or some sort of passion for it. It may not be for you, but just check and see. This is how a lot of guys don't get stuck with, the, with that woman they don't want to be stuck with. Once you become complacent, and she's going to display this behavior early in the relationship. Fellas, this is not going to be something that a working Joe gets later on. It's going to start in the beginning. It's going to start with the complaints and the criticism. And then it's going to go from there. Oh, and she's going to hit him with, I love you every once in a while to make him feel good. But she's not in love with him. What she is doing is she's doing just enough to keep him at bay. Oh, guys, and when you fuck up on the budget, or she, you do something that she doesn't like with it, and then it gets to a point where she may say, okay, well, you messed up. Now give me the checkbook. I'm handling it from now on. So you get your 40 or $60 a week for your beer in your man cave. And that's it. She's got control of the money. Again, like I told you before, don't be surprised. Credit card balance start going up again. New line of credit coming out. You have to watch that. And the minute you see this, fellas, you got to go into therapy with her. Let's see if you guys can work this out. Because more than likely, this is a thing that she can't handle herself. But I'm just telling you to help you. That working Joe thing, I've seen guys get. There was a guy that got came to the bar one night. He was so mad, and it was like even the bartender was scared to speak to him. That he was pissed, mumbling to himself. And I said, "Oh shit! I hope no Freddy Krueger shit happening here. Nothing like that tonight." And then he finally started talking. All thing we heard was that bitch. And from then on, everybody in the bar knew about his personal business. And what had happened, he had got a call from the bank that day. They were over $200,000 in debt, credit card debt, mind you, from this one bank. They had a visa and a master. And as he was talking loud, complaining, and putting his feet up on the bar stool and drinking his next bottle of drink, Jack Daniels, 
felt as though he had lost his life, lost his love, lost everything. Didn't care anymore. That man drank so much that night till he fell out of that chair. But that whole night, everybody was tense because the way he was mumbling and shit, we didn't know he had a gun or not. And we were like, huh, this ain't good. That's the reason why I tell you guys, maybe you want to go to therapy. Just to talk to someone. Because you don't have to take all that shit in and, and carry that burden on your shoulders. Now, a couple of other things here. Working Joes are easy to manipulate. Not only that, they're very smart people. They're not dummies. They make the money, but many of them don't know how to interact with people. Their interpersonal communications are horrible. And that's where they run short. But for the most part, if you think you're working, Joe, work on yourself and get some help, man. Don't sit there and suffer. Ellen writes the following. I did something I should not have done. I'll admit that. Here in Portland, things are rather odd. Thank God I live on the East Coast. I would not know what to do if I lived on the West Coast. Totally different story. I've lived in both Portland, Portland, Oregon, and now I live in Portland, Maine. My luck, my fate. Well, I went on a date last night. And let me tell you about this wonderful date I went on. The guy was very nice, very courteous, very friendly. We had talked about sex and different subjects throughout our time before we actually met. We've been chatting ever since January. And finally, last night, he invited me over to his place. He was cooking dinner. Well, I didn't think of him as being a threat. We became intimate, we started kissing, and he said that he liked 69. I was kind of embarrassed about that, and I was just hoping to God that he wouldn't look too close back there. Well, I was on top of him, things were going well at first, and then I felt this weird ass sensation. My mouth dropped, but it felt so good. I don't want to get into details to gross you out, but I do have to tell you this. I have hemorrhoids, and he was doing something with them that really made a girl feel good. He's a keeper. I don't give a shit if it was the first time that we slept together. He's the first man that never asked me about those back there. I think I'm going to go on with him and see how things work out. I will keep you posted and will keep your show on because I love you. Take care.
Oof. Yeah. A little bit of TMI, ma'am. Gotta get you some Preparation H. Gotta get you some Preparation H2O on that shit. Wow. Uh, yes, this is a thing, folks. Uh, yeah, some men will do that. And some women will do it too, fellas. Uh, some people are into that. So he went this, that, and the third, and he won her over by slurping on her hemorrhoids. <laughs> Let me stop. I didn't mean to gross anybody out. I'm drinking a Stella Trois right now. Look. Ladies, you never know what may happen. But I'm sure you probably were so safeguarded and worried. But this is a valid concern for some women. Some women are embarrassed that they have hemorrhoids and they don't want to have sex doggy style. They don't want to, uh, they don't want the guy to know because it's embarrassing. Now I've had sex with women that had hemorrhoids before. And I can tell you, it's a thing where they kind of feel embarrassed by it. Ladies, you shouldn't. Those things happen. So don't let that put you in that space of negative thought. See, that more than just one reason. A lot of people think that women don't want to date because they're fat, they're out of shape, they may not look attractive. A lot of times they could have all of those things and it could be something such as they might have moles on their body. They might have a hemorrhoid that they don't really think is too good. They might not like the way their navel is. One lady I met, her navel stuck out. It stuck out like a finger. It looked weird as hell. But. <laughs> Every time she turned around, it looked like somebody was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> but in, in reality, though, it was it was something that, you know, that was part of her. That's who she was. She, was, she grew to accept it and uh, make fun of it. And then eventually... She eventually tried to get me to do it and I wouldn't do it because I, I was still, you know, being hypersensitive about it because, you know, that was a part of her. And she was like, no, you need to laugh too. And she got upset with me for not laughing at some of the things, some of the jokes she made. But it did look like somebody was pointing your index finger at you every time she turned around. It was kind of strange. But there have been women with different... Uh, conditions so this is something that some people will have to understand everybody's not going to be confident in their own skin just based on physical things and there could be some other things going on psychological emotional I remember one lady wouldn't date me because one of her breasts was smaller than the other and I told her, I said, don't worry about it. Let's, let's take the smaller one and give it a little bit more love. 
But she said, no, I'm not dating you. I'm not dating you. Mm -mm. You're not going to look at me like some crazy woman. So we never dated. Well, folks, I'm drinking a Stellatois. It's pretty good, too. It's one of the small cans, the slim ones. Really liking it. Love Belgian lager. All right. Um, let's see, what is this? Dang. Oh, that's a whole pen down there. I didn't see it. All right. Um, got a couple of things that we need to look at as well but yeah the hemorrhoid thing ma'am I can't touch that that's a, a touchy subject <laughs> that's a touchy subject so I, I mm, yeah be fortunate you found him because there's a lot of men that you would not find to do something like that uh, let's see let me give you some initials me um, but you know, that that's the way it goes. So that I understand. That is not a problem. All right, good people. Um, as you know, we have other things to discuss. We'll continue in a moment. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.